Future Europe. Framtidens Europa. Europa Futura. Europa Europa. L'Europe du futur. Future Europe. Do activities and um, play and um, reading stories, a little bit of English, and also learning Chinese if, if I can. Oh my god, that's so cute! Oh, you like cute kids, don't you, man? I like all kids. That's so sweet. But being cute doesn't make you economically competitive. I suppose not. What does? Education. And not just any old education, but smart education that rethinks some of our old ideas about how we take the cute little kid who's learning English and Chinese and turn her into tomorrow's entrepreneur or CEO. So on this episode of Future Europe, how are you going to learn in the future? The idea of Future Europe is to give you a look into your future by showing you how companies and social groups and schools are preparing for a more sustainable world. All the projects we're looking at have been made possible by loans or grants from the EU, in particular from the European Investment Bank, the EU Bank. So one of the things that we'll be considering in every episode, really, is the link between a prosperous, sustainable future and the European Union. That is indeed what underlies this podcast. But before we get into this episode, we do have a quick request. Don't forget to subscribe to Future Europe. We've got episodes on all kinds of stuff that will tell you what your life will be like in the future. And let us know what you think about the future. I'm on Twitter at EIBMATT, E-I-B-M-A-T-T, and Alar is at Alar Tankler, A-L-L-A-R-T-A-N-K-L-E-R. Now, let's listen to some cute kids. And learn about education too, right? Sure. We're going to start in Finland with a company called Hoivatilat, which runs kindergartens as well as care centers for the old and disabled, including the kindergarten where our cute little student of languages spends her days. All the things are within the children's reach, so they can be active in saying, you know, I'm interested in this, let's do something with this. Because this is the space for the children. They, they are the active participants, that's part of the very groundbreaking thinking of Bilke, that, that they have to be active. That's how they learn, because they sort of get the experience themselves, and they have a certain amount of flexibility in saying, you know, hey, today I'm, I'm interested in the science today, or I'm, I'm more interested in the music today, so I will join the groups or the spaces where this is the activity for today. And that's where the you know, flexible layout, flexible spaces, they are providing us very good facilities to, to enhance that. At the moment, Hoivatlat has around 110 
ready facilities all around Finland. Quite close 50-50 split between daycare and uh, elderly care and care for disabled, this, this kind of groups. Hoivatlat provides the facilities that are tailor-made for this purpose. The fact that impressed me most during our visit to Hoivatilat's premises and when meeting the company was the strategic partnership with its customers, that they are there for a long run providing tailor-made facilities instead of just developing something and selling some properties for profit. Because it's a purpose-made building, we have lots of space for everything what we need to do. Every group has working classrooms, then there's a, a nap room with proper beds. All the children have a proper bed to sleep in. And also what's great about this building is that we do have a great indoor gym with a climbing wall, ropes, trapeze and everything. It's beautiful. And um, what's really wonderful as well is that because we are a, a Lee Kunta Paivakoti, which means like an exercise daycare, we have the space to, for that the children can actually move very actively in comparison to another another facility. Good skipping there, well done. The financing of the EIB will be used for a pre-agreed list of 58 new care facilities which are to be built across Finland. 62% of these care facilities are related to child or daycare activities. So the children and uh, the future of the Europe, so to say, is one important aspect of their, of their business. Hello, my name is Ada. I and my little brother are in the same school, and my big brother is in another school. They will be so much smarter, smarter than we are. I really think so. Oh, you you did forget now. Why you did forget? Our big idea and big vision is to be building a better tomorrow uh, and better society. There's a need for players like Hoivatlat who can provide these kind of facilities in a cost-effective manner. It's good for the taxpayers and for the government, for the municipalities and for the rest of the Europe. (laughs) So that was financed by the European Investment Bank, the EU Bank. It was. Now, Alar, Do you think you can handle a bit more cuteness? Oh, I'm ready. Then let's go to the slime factory. That doesn't sound so cute. Well, it's part of the facilities of a company in Portugal called Science for You. This is uh, where they make uh, educational toys to interest kids in science, right? Which is very important for Europe's future competitiveness. As well as the kids' brains. Sure. And that's why the European Investment Bank has invested in this company. Okay. Hit me with the slime factory. start by getting them all together and getting them excited about science. We do activities like uh, rockets and volcanoes blowing (laughs) almost everything and they get very excited. My name is Mariana Valerio. I am working here with Science for You with the kids. 
science is regarded sometimes as a little bit of a dark matter, with the, the, too difficult to learn. Telling kids how to do it, it really brings uh, a spark in me. Uh, science is the basis of everything. It's like our skin, our cells, they're all inside. It's science, it's uh, chemistry, it's biology. So it's the most uh, smallest part of us is science. My name is Miguel Pina Martins and I'm the CEO and founder of Science for You. Our mission in the end is truly to make the education standards higher. We are an educational company that makes toys that are fun. And when you get this mix between education and fun, this is when you get success and when you get really the big differentiation that we have from all the other toys, because I'm sure you remember to have a chemistry kit. But it was only that, something that you'll make some smoke, you'll change some colors, but it's, it was very, very educational. Here, the, the best toys that we have right now, basically here we have, we have the slime. Here we have another one that is very good, that is the perfume factory, that uh, basically it's a toy that enables kids to do their own perfume. The soap factory, which is always a toy that is in the top four. To finish the top four items, it's the explosive science, as you can imagine. The name tells you all. Uh, it can go to slime factory, it can go to um, cupcake factory also, because it's, uh, some of the colorings are food colorings. We are in R&D facility inside our laboratory when all the magic happens and where we try all the experiments we put in our, our kits. It's like having fun all day when I'm making these new toys because every day I want to think like a kid and when I'm doing this I'm feeling a kid because how fun can this be? How can I put some smiles in kids' faces? Uh, I give them some interesting knowledge about science and they give me the knowledge how to teach them about science. It's like a, a, good, a feedback that we can have from each other. It's very, very good. My name is Marianne. We are doing like things that I never do in my life and when I start school again, because now I'm in holidays, uh, when I start the school, I will do science, so I like it, this. It's really more than just uh, trying to sell toys. It's also trying to contribute for the, the, um, for the kids to learn better and for the kids to learn in an easy way. And also about the young girls. We can try to, to take that uh, myth that science is only for boys and we also try to put that fun and easy and also to build a community around that. Uh, you say that uh, you need a community to, to raise the kids and uh, I think we are proud to make part of that community and, and feel that uh, we, can, we can contribute for these kids. It wouldn't be possible just with the, um, with the capital we have already have and, and, and with the, the normal cycle uh, of, the, of the toy industry. The EIB investment in a company like us makes totally the difference between having a regular year and continuing year by year uh, innovating and investing restrained by the resources we have, moving to a framework where we can put at work all the ideas and all the innovations we want to do.
with this kind of toys we are and these kind of companies we are not only promoting the creation of new jobs in the short and medium term but we are also creating the scientists of the future these kids are so adorable uh, i don't think i can take any more cuteness uh, don't worry our next project is a high school high schoolers they're not really cute anymore uh, that's a relief the same project that we're about to do is also about the national library in luxembourg The European Investment Bank, the EU bank, put up 300 million euros to renovate a lot of the country's schools and to build a new national library. It's very important to have buildings which are very well adjusted to their mission and, and education and to provide space to make it easy to get access to knowledge. So it's a very nice thing to have the European Investment Bank invest in buildings which are for educational means. My name is uh, Carlo Reckel. I work at the administration for public buildings in Luxembourg and I'm mainly responsible for energy consumption and building technology. In Luxembourg we have the particular uh, situation that the population is actually growing very fast. Uh, we are actually right now at about 560,000 inhabitants and every year there's about 15,000 more. So um, population growth means more children. Most of our funds and our big projects are in school buildings. When you touch education, you, you touch the economy and the development of the country directly. So it's, it's not only that you are offering a, a better infrastructure, but also the, the quality of the pedagogy. My name is uh, Egan Paquet. I'm 18 and uh, I am uh, the vice president of the Students' Committee of the Athenae. When you have a building with such a quality, you are always motivated in some way to, to learn and to, to tell yourself, okay, I have all the tools accessible to, to actually perform and try to outdo uh, myself. It gives you a push, I must say. Originally, the Athenae was uh, the first school in, in, in Luxembourg. It was in the city centre. It was reconstructed on, on this side in the, in the 60s. But it still is a very, very important school because it's the oldest, it's, it's got quite a reputation. So right now we're looking at the, the rear facade of the building, which was rebuilt exactly as it was, using the same materials. We have a lot of local sandstone. At the time it was a very uh, high quality example of 60s architecture. But we put in insulation and of course the whole inside of the building has been completely renovated and, and refurbished so people can profit from a very efficient modern building. And still the whole city isn't robbed of an old building which really meant something and is really quite a, a, a landmark. I am very happy that the facade is the same as in the 60s. Then inside it is modern and we have very good equipment, I must say. <laughs> in every classroom the interactive boards, connection to internet, computer on the desk. <laughs> 
And of course, we have no more energetic uh, problems. <laughs> the temperature is good, not too hot in summer, not too cold in winter. <laughs> and then the photovoltaic panels on the roof, all that <laughs> is uh, marvelous, yes. <laughs> When the bank gives a loan to the Luxembourg estate to realize the project, the effect is accelerator because otherwise they finance the projects with the budget. So when we give a loan, a lot of projects here, there were 16 schools and a library. All those projects are realized in a shorter time. A national library is, of course, the legal deposit library. It's a heritage library. It keeps all the books that were published here in Luxembourg safe. It's like um, the memory of the country, but it should also be the future of the country because young people come here, they come here to study, to have access to resources you don't have access normally, or they are very costly. Education in, in general is very important for the future of Europe because it's really the foundation of our well-being and it's what we build our future on, it's education. Once you've finished high school, you can head on to higher education, to university. Now, the EU set a target to get 40% of young people into universities, which is a lot higher than it was when I was at university. And they've reached that target, which is pretty amazing. Mm -hmm. You were special. But part of getting <laughs> lots of people into university is about making it possible for them to study close to home. It is fun to travel abroad to study, but you should be able to get a good education in your home country too. Which is why the University of Cyprus is such an interesting case. The number of students at the University of Cyprus has gone from less than 500 to over 10,000 in the last 15 years. They're constructing eight major new buildings there now with three quarters of the cost covered by the European Investment Bank, the EU bank. We are right now at the edge of Nicosia. You can see the contrast between the buffer zone, the completely derelict land, the brand new educational facilities, and um, a place that is very linked with uh, what happened in 1974 and the bicommunal conflict before that. I'm Andreas Andonopoulos and I'm a fourth grade undergraduate student. Since the 1960s, Nicosia has been a divided city with a green line dividing the two communities, Greek and Turkish. With the University of Cyprus, you can see new change. There is a new way of life and new modus vivendi and also the University of Cyprus uh, can play a key role in many perspectives not only in terms of uh, education but in terms of politics too uh, why not it can bring uh, like a new example to communities my name is Dimitrios Siliadis um, postdoctoral research associate at the GEOS Research Innovation Center of Excellence I've been at the University of Cyprus for more than 10 years. When I, when I came to the university, the engineering school was very, very small. It expanded exponentially. Um, GEOS, we would never have thought that, or imagined that we would have more than 100 people, uh, um, you know, working researchers, more than 40 postdocs, uh, attracting people from everywhere around uh, Europe, from the US, from China, from Brazil. I'm really excited because the University of Cyprus is heading towards the future in a very dynamic way, both in terms of teaching, 
and also in terms of innovation. My name is Christina Zakariadou Sierrebegli, and I am an architect in charge of the planning office. The overall loan is about 162 million euros. 75% of the costs are covered by this loan. So it is really true when we say that this loan has allowed the University of Cyprus to dream and to have a vision for its future growth. Uh, because it's not just any eight projects, uh, they are super important projects. I mean, when we are talking about medicine, it will deal with all health issues and care issues that concern the people of Cyprus. I mean, it, ha it has changed the crisis situation into an opportunity situation. <laughs> this is the place to give hope to the society. My name is Eva Papagiorgiu and I study English studies. I feel like with the, this kind of education, we're, we're going to have many hopes. Uh, our country will go further. So yes, uh, with, uh, I think this education is the key to that. I wanted to stay in my country. Um, I have the opportunity to go back home at the weekend and I have an understanding with people that come from the place I come. That's why I, I choose to study here. My name is Kostandinos Christofidis. I am professor of physics and rector of the University of Cyprus. So, the financial crisis happened in uh, March 2013. I mean, the bailing. Almost the same week, uh, I, I called uh, EIB and I started to create this connection with Mr. Hoyer. And I would like to thank this man because this man, he was very close to us. And I remember uh, Mr. Hoyer told me, you don't have banks, so you have to wait. And uh, Mr. Hoyer told me, okay, Rector, uh, how much do you want? And I told him two, 260 million euros. He looked at me and he, go, he told me, okay, let's go to your office. He told me, okay, I'm going to give you 162 million euros. Can you find the rest? I told me, of course I can find the rest. I will find it. There is no problem with that. He, he laughed. And, uh, and we have a, an excellent discussion about the Cyprus, about the union of the, of, of the island. About I, I, I told him my vision about the, that this university can be the meeting point of, the, of all commerce of Cyprus, that this project can join together the island. Some of the people in that segment talked about the effects of the financial crisis. Since the crisis hit Cyprus, the European Investment Bank has invested 1.5 billion euros in the island. That's a third of the European Investment Bank's total investment in Cyprus since 1981. So it shows that the EU bank moves fast to help out when there's a crisis. Which is when a lot of other banks stop lending. That's for sure. We hope you'll listen to more from Future Europe on iTunes, Acast, Spotify, everywhere you get your podcast from. Do us a big favor and rate the podcast on whichever platform you use to listen to your podcasts. And be in touch with us on Twitter. I'm at Dollar Tankler and Matt is at EIB Matt. Did I tell you I was married in Cyprus? In the municipality of Aradipu. Why was that? Well, we were living in the Middle East. It's a bit complicated to get married there. So we flew into Larnaca. The travel agent who helped us get married was called Aphrodite. Uh, the goddess of love. Who was supposed to have been born on Cyprus. That's so cute. Transmitem de la Banca Europeana de Investimentos. De la Banca Europeana de Investimentos. De la Banca Europea de Investimentos. Desde el Banco Europeo de Inversiones. From the European Investment Bank.